Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part two of episode 91, I think. Yeah, because last week... You're making some noise over there, Chris. It's really hot. Just, I mean, we've, uh, we've turned off for 15 minutes, uh-huh. and then you wait until we start recording to start making a lot of brackets. <laughs> I just realised the heat is underneath me. Sorry. Yeah, you could move it away, but oh, it is boiling oh. me, isn't it? Um, just go skins. <sighs> this is a great start to a podcast. Yes, um, this is part two. As you know, if you listen to part one, we've already been drinking... What are you doing? Fucking hell. Shall I just turn it off? Just turn it off for just a bit. Just turn it off. Yeah. A, he's, move, he's moving a radio. Well, I'm going to sort out the feng shui in the fucking bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined Sorry, guys. by Chris Glasson and, and Stu Whiffin. Um, Hi. Um, this is the intro bit, so you guys aren't meant to talk, but as you have, let's, instead of making the speech development the sponsors, let's make a Redshift Rebels the sponsors this week. Sponsored by Redshift Rebels. So give me some Rebels. information on Redshift Rebels. Rebels. Redshift Rebels um, is ran by myself, Christopher Glass, and Stuart Whiffen. Hello. We don't generally advertise, although this is kind of what we're doing. Yeah, uh, instead, we um, try and produce and promote new artists and events. Um, and events. So, yes, we do different events, uh, such as the one with uh, Mr. Scroobius Pip. We're lizards. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna we're running low on all our stocks. So I think we're gonna, gonna be say, releasing a new new. A, t- uh, a top thing to mention is what you sell. <laughs> Snapbacks, t-shirts, Snap t-shirts, sweats, uh, beanies. Yeah, it's, it's nice stuff, and like it's, it's great stuff for years. All the all all, all the all the truckers. Yeah, I, I like we had a little series of specific. Yeah, yeah. Of, of, the, of the truckers I wore and things like that. Yeah, we did that for um, the Saturn Lizard Lounge, didn't we? We did. Huh? We did the Lizard Lounge one. Uh-huh. And, Quite recent, which is quite topical as well. Is um, the, oh yeah, the, the, the last end Shikari single was called Redshift. Yeah, which Shikari and, and, and Rao is a former podcast guest and a former DJ at We Are Lizards. Yeah, or, and or, or, or Rao and, and um, we've we've had him yeah, for other shows. A couple of weeks came down. It was a, oh, I can't remember the drummer's name. Yeah, I just um, I just drew a blank. Um, is Lord something on Twitter? Is he's incredible. He was like Bez. I've yeah. never seen anyone so excited. Oh, I love him and. Uh, Ralph was DJing, wasn't he? And, yeah. and and he was literally just bezzing out. He was <laughs> he was just loving it. And, yeah, uh, but a good DJ as well. Ralph. Yeah, uh, he was really good DJ. Yeah. And and that night we we gave him a redshift cap and yeah. uh, and got a nice little photo of him wearing it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, Chris has just got his beard stuck in his watch strap. <laughs> <laughs> that was really painful. <laughs> we thought this one would be more professional than the five hours. But... Um, but yeah, and uh, and if anyone's interested in Chrissy's beard uh, or pubic hair, uh, I have a box of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a bag of it. And in fact, hang on, let's get the advert out of the way, and then we'll, oh, yeah, then sorry, we'll start the podcast properly. So, so where can they buy Redshift stuff? My pubes or our hats? <laughs> <laughs> um, RedshiftRebels.com. Excellent. Well, and and what she was just saying is, yeah, we gave Rao a Redshift hat about eight nine months ago, and, and then a new single is called Recently Redshift, called and they're doing a stadium tour, or they've just yeah. finished a stadium tour. With King Blues support, that's right, that's and they're right. now all over Europe again. Just We're big love to them guys. Yeah, man, yeah, cool. Great DJ Richard that round as well. Um, let's have the the theme music and a sponsor, and then we'll get into the podcast. So yeah, here we are. That was that. That now we're into the podcast. Yeah. Um, so Chris, your pubes and beards. 
Right. I- I'm going to pick up on this. Okay. Um, I love that we've all had a, a drink now, because <laughs> yeah. in the first one, it's like, anyone been up to everyone? Well, well, I don't know. And now, now this one's right. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You, <laughs> let me get in on. Hang because, on, you, you. Find- <laughs> we, what we need to do when we record these is we need to all just all come in at the same time because we have to like when we meet up we're like we can't talk because we're, yeah, we're it's going to be a waste yeah there was and a big then, UFC last night and I was like Mate, this is, yeah. don't, don't talk about it yet and and maybe we should all I mean it's not a problem for me to shout pissed already but you guys are going to have to really drunk, get yeah, your shit together point, yeah. yeah the point are these I'm going to call these the drunk cast <laughs> it's just going to be the drunk cast every yeah. other month the drunk cast yeah uh, with Chris and Stu cool and then yeah we'll take it from there but yeah so the last one, we're all based at Christmas, and Chris bought along... He bought us both... Gifts. A, a Christmas present each. Yeah. He then got too drunk to remember to give us the Christmas presents in the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I saved mine until Christmas Day. Yeah, so I, know, I knew you so would, man. That's how you roll. So I saved mine until Christmas Day. So Christmas morning, I live on my own. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. quite oh, a sad, no. lonely man. So I wake up on Christmas morning, uh, yeah. and the first thing... The, the, or the only present I've got is from my dear Fucking friend, Chris. Right, man. I'm nice So that. I open it, and it's a bag of either his beard or pubes. Um, Chris... Not a 90% mix. I couldn't... Well, no. I'd say 99% beard. Yeah. With a pube or well, two. I don't live on my own. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I have two young children and a oh, wife. Oh, no. And, uh, and Christmas is a very special time for us. Oh, I didn't think of that. And, uh, and so, obviously, as you can imagine, when you've got two young children and uh, when you come downstairs, their pile of presents are quite big and they're all excited because he's been... Yeah. Not Chris. Uh, Santa. <laughs> I mean, Chris had been and yeah, just recovered. It, it, yeah. He'd been at the end of December. They yeah. just recovered from they, Christmas. They were still a little bit tired from when Chris left. And, uh, yeah, and and I had a very small sort of little pile of presents like, from the kids and, and, you know, the wife, mum and dad and whatnot, and one from Chris. And I just thought <laughs> – and I remember on the night just thinking, when he got out of the car, I thought, oh, shit, he's bought us presents – and uh, I feel guilty. And I thought I haven't bought him anything. It didn't matter. I, I, I think you know he he we, he got his monetary value out of uh, your <laughs> my bar. fridge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Christmas. And morning. I sorted the cabin pizza. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He wasn't getting <laughs> well, a dollar. He was getting ten pound. That was and it. you traded off your pubes for that. There's some gifts <laughs> you can't wrap. And so yeah, well, yeah, you know, I, I opened that, and Carol was like, "What's that?" And I was like, "I'll show you later." And I was just thinking, the kids were like, "What?" Are you? I was like, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't realise that it would get that. I, I've ruined Christmas twice now. I'm, I'm, I can't tell you the other time I ruined someone's Christmas. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, um, it was a beautiful gift, though. And, yeah, thanks. And it, it reminded. It, it, I mean, I don't know if it was an influence, but when we did the introduction video, I cut my beard off and I bagged it and eBayed it. Yeah, and the beard sold for more than the video cost. Yeah. Which was, was one of the best bits of, of label marketing. I, I genuinely, I'm regularly asked to do seminars and stuff about a running a label and, and, and low budget advertising. The two best things I did on the Distraction Pieces album release was did a video for 100 quid, then sold my beard for 250 quid, and I had a, a game made that's on my, on my website still called, called yeah, 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 it's fun. That. You just bash it, and I paid the guy in Lego. You, you can't present that as. Uh, at a seminar, but they're not 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 valid a business structures I, or ideas. I, 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 I can't imagine there being the same amount the of demand it, for Chrissy's cubes. I completely say that that is the the, the right uh, course for most business, but we won't go all on about that today. What was that about my pubes? I just don't think there'd be a similar sort of demand on eBay for your pubes as uh, I don't know, uh, as man. Pips. I don't know. Um, we're, 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 I, I binned it 
about two days ago. The why, bag why? of your beard. Why? Because I had it on the side of my bed for ages. <laughs> that is amazing. That's, that's not weird. Beside my bed. Because that's where I put it. It's Christmas fucking morning. Oh, but it's a box of pubes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a bin. What's that? that I didn't want to throw it away because it's a gift. <laughs> it's not ungrateful. Get and, then, and then I suddenly thought... Imagine if I bring a young lady home or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, What's in the box? Yeah. Oh, that's my, that's my best mate's no, beard no, and no, all no. cubes. Did you get a box? Because mine was a clear plastic bag. No, but in a box. Oh, in a box. Yeah, right. yeah, I've yeah. Got, no, I've I got, got a box on my 40th as well. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about uh, that. On my 40th, I had um, two presents that I didn't open on the night. And one was from my mate, um, Jim, who, who bought me the original seven inch of the Ronettes Be My Baby. That is a beautiful gift. And it's amazing. <laughs> my favourite ever record. And, you know, and I thought, what a, what a lovely gift. And and I also had another gift from Chris, which oh, was yes. um, a stone. Uh, <laughs> well, it was more, of, I guess, a kind of rock, really, wasn't it? It was a rock. It was bigger than and, a stone, mate. And, I'm and not I that cheap. It and just seeing a rock and yeah. thinking bit weird and like putting the lid back on it and just thinking prick and like and not not really concerning myself You've with it put attention into gifts from chris mm. however about six months later <laughs> i was having a tidy up and i thought that's that rock and so this time i opened it and emptied the rock into my hand and on the underside of the rock it had just had written i fucking hate you <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris is a classic gift giver because on my twenty first, he gave me twenty one yeah. gifts, a box with twenty one gifts in a card that that listed them, and paper had to fold out of the card because it was too hard to write. Mm. Gifts included um, some ice cubes, mm-hmm. so all of them were just a bit a, a bit damp because yeah. the ice cubes obviously melted. Mm-hmm. Um, an actual pair of your mum's underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> Um, there was a lot of did stuff. You, did you steal them from your mum? Oh, she left them in my room. <laughs> <laughs> so no more. So a bit dark now. Um, um, but the best one was a, like, like a clock that keeps like, like you know like you see on on on, uh, on shopping channels you like get specific clocks that keep perfect time and all that yeah. before iPhones and whatnot and this clock that keeps perfect time and I opened it and looked at it and it's this clock and it's scribbled out every number and just written hammer time <laughs> <laughs> keeps perfect time it is always hammer time it's always hammer time so Chris is a legendary gift yeah. giver in that in that way um, it's just a, it's, it's just a coincidence that that rock I picked up had I fucking hate you on it Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't write that on there. I wouldn't write that no, on there. No, no, I didn't think you would. I mean... That's what I told the kids. He would. <laughs> he, he, he's not horrible. Chris has got a lot of rocks, so it's just, he happened to choose that one. Um, and when we had our little break, uh, we had a few more drinks, and we had a bit of a chat, and we were talking about fitness and exercise. <laughs> and again, this might be a bit boring and cliche to talk about fitness stuff, but you, Stu, have been doing a load more fitness recently and getting back in shape, because you used to box a lot and do a yep. bit of kickboxing and... Things like that. Muay Thai, yeah. Um, yeah, it was um, it was really weird. Like, I've, I've, I've kind of um, changed my day job, and, and, and since since doing it about eight months ago, I used to go to my old office, and then 10 o'clock I'd go and have a, a boxing lesson, and, and, and that kept me in pretty decent shape. And I was, looked like I was going to be fighting last November um, with, with one of the guys that, that has DJ for us a few times, a nice yeah. guy called Matt Emotion. Wicked DJ. And... Uh, and, the acid bros. Yeah, and, uh, and Matt was a, a big fella, and um, and he got injured sparring, and and the fight got postponed, and uh, in which time I took this new job on, and, and couldn't dedicate that much time to, to train him. But anyway, 
This is really boring. Chris, have you been doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, go on, continue. So Sorry. anyway, right? <laughs> Sorry, go on, Ben. So Jesus I, Christ. So I speak to Matt the other day. And because uh, it was going to be weird fighting one of your mates, but you know he was going to do it for charity and blah blah blah. And I went, "That's it." But because originally, when you signed up, you weren't sure who who you were going to fight. No, right? and then it no. turned out to be a mate, and that, yeah. that kind of lost a bit of motivation. It felt like because it was like, "All oh, right," originally you were a bit panicked of who am I going to get matched up well, with? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, and then you suddenly, "Oh, it's at forty-two, mm. you just think, am I going to get put in the ring with like some twenty-year-old that's, that's had like sort of five fights and you know he's ripped and he's going to you know." Smash me up, yeah. and uh, we didn't get paired up though, mate. Did and, we? Uh, no, we didn't, Chris. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, but you'd obviously done a bit of weight, obviously with your cubes. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I spoke. I speak to Matt the other day, and I said, "What have you been up to?" Blah blah blah. And he said that uh, he joined Slimming World and had lost five stone in like a few months. And I was like, "Fucking hell, man! That's, that's a that's serious a weight loss." And that's a lot. It is. It is. And uh, so I thought, right, I'm. Uh, I'm going to have a look at this, see if I can uh, shed a bit of weight as well. And, uh, yeah, so since I, I joined Slimming World last week and dropped £16 in a week, which was pretty pretty it's mad. Mental. That is crazy, yeah. man. And, uh, and you still look fat now. So thanks, I, I, man. I haven't yeah. seen you and, uh, see last week. And so, it's surprising when you, you, you hear about things like It's surprising when it actually you go there and it actually works. It's not surprising that the only over a 40 year old is the one that's brought up Slimming World um, <laughs> oh man it, it is weird though it is weird like going around like a social club on your own and just going alright and then just joining a, a queue of people and just to getting weigh yourself, to right? weigh yourself yeah it's a bit strange but I thought do you know what let's just see what it's about if Matt can do it and he's done all of that then like you know I want to lose a couple of stone and, and uh, you know and I've done over a stone in the first week so that's like it's cool and it's kind of healthy eating Laid off the booze a bit until tonight, and it's just like it's cured insomnia. Like I'm sleeping like a baby, and I'm waking up nice and early and running every morning. I'm and a big believer. I generally think that a bit of physical health is better for everything, for yeah, mental yeah, health, yeah. for everything else. Definitely. And my, my old man's lost a ton of weight recently. He's been going to the gym like three, four times a week, and it's or five times a week, I think. And stuff like that's amazing. I've started doing it, and this is going to be the first time I mentioned it. And I know that um, like you've met Sam. Mm-hmm. He's going to be listening to this because I've mocked him for years because he does does CrossFit and CrossFitters are like vegans and vegans <laughs> they're both again they're both brilliant they're perfectly fine and acceptable but there's that tendency to go on and on and on about it I think both I think veganism can be really good for your health wise we're going to talk about Nate Diaz later yeah vegan um, but at the beginning of the year Sam was like look I built I built a little gym outside my new house and Sam was like look. He's a, he's, a, he's a CrossFit trainer who's about mm-hmm. to launch a big online thing, which I will tell you more about it because it's tried and tested and I've rated it. But he was like, I want to just start setting some programs mm. for you. And I was like, fuck off, CrossFit wanker. I can't think of being a bit of a dick about it. And from the beginning of January, his system is, th- is three days on, one day off. And he set me exercises th- three days on, one day off. And we've, we've tweaked it a bit if necessary, but I've not got bored. I've not stopped yet. And the fact is... The kind of idea and point of it is it's constant variation of functional movements and action. And I'm a bit dr- a drunk, so I'm not doing it good justice, but <laughs> it's generally amazing. The first yeah, month yeah. and a half, I didn't repeat any exercise once. And it's so much easier to stay motivated if you're doing the d- d- different exercises every morning I, I and working different body parts. And the kettlebells, again, I don't want to sound all Joe Rogan, but 
getting into kettlebells has blown me away because, again, where I used to work out with free weights and that, on free weights it feels you do a rep and you're working specific muscle, mm. a one muscle, and you can feel it, but that's not functional. And with kettlebells, mm-hmm. you feel a whole muscle group yeah. and the exercises that, that Sam sets me, Sam Marshall, and it's just amazing. You feel whole muscle groups and it's this it's cardio at the same time as it is, is muscle building and toning. And as, as Stu said, just getting a bit healthier and eating a bit healthier and being aware of that. I joked about veganism. I'm, I argue online quite a bit about or with a specific vegan who listens to the podcast all the time and she's a delightful it's fine was she was she the one that come on the live one on the live podcast yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and we had some discussion there but again it's fine but i'm i'm a genuine advocate i think genuinely everyone should eat less meat and that's part of my kind of 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 life and speaking to um adal vince on the ecotricity episode of the podcast it was great discussing with him because he's a vegan, but one of the things he just said was, look, it's not even about you have to all become veganism, but you should agree that everyone should just cut down on meat. Mm. And in, as a society and as a world, we eat far too much meat. Mm. And, we, and things like that, that, that just that, cutting down. That, and- the meat production, I saw a fact the other day, again, I haven't uh, spent any time looking into it, um, but the fact was that, um, you know, we're, we're all so concerned and tied up about motors and how much uh, CO2 that all that that's producing yeah. yeah actually the the bigger producer of that in, in the global economy is um our dedication to eating chicken and meat yeah yeah yeah. Well. yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's more. tell you what man i'm gonna drop some fucked up knowledge on you right now okay. um the joe rogan podcast mm-hmm. the joe rogan experience he had an episode with the two people who made cowspiracy okay it's yeah. a documentary that's on netflix and a lot of vegans always say to me check cowspiracy out and I watched it, and I was 50-50, because yeah. a lot of the facts just don't seem backed up. Right. There are attacks on Greenpeace. I know I've had Greenpeace on, but yeah. I'm not biased. There's a lot of yeah. Greenpeace stuff I don't rate. There's a yeah, lot I do done rate, some but silly things. a lot of the stuff on the Cow Spruce thing, it just wasn't backed up. It was, it was very one-sided arguments. Okay. So they've got, got backers here or backers there. Mm-hmm. It was just It seemed a bit silly. But the Cow Spruce guys on the Rogan podcast, it was great, because Rogan gets a lot of stick, because people think he's anti-everything. They think he hates transgender and he doesn't he's a very a liberal and open-minded guy but it was great because they started to talk certain things saying that the solution is everyone becomes vegan and rogan quite rightfully was like right that's not going to happen hmm. so, so let's forget that for the moment let's let's talk more openly and go and it was fascinating because the thing that they said the guys who made cowspiracy which is a pro-vegan thing anti-meat-eating they made me realize that for animals in general for for wildlife and the general a life of numerous different species, it's p- better to eat factory farmed meat than free range meat. Okay, because the fact is, free range meat is better for that individual animal, but it's free range farming and and that kind of farming that is is fucking everything up because they have to have mm. this certain amount of land which takes away from all this this natural habitat, okay. kills off whole species of animals right. that, that would have been living there because yeah. it's something like each cow has to have X amount of land to graze on which then you know is taken away from this and causing this and as you, you said mm. all the co2 and all these other things and that was a fascinating thing to hear man because yeah. the fact is the vegans who make a cowspiracy and again i'm not against a veganism at all but it was really fascinating to me to hear that the ideal situation for the world is everyone becomes vegan and i can kind of get that mm-hmm. that may be the case i don't yeah. personally believe in it from my own beliefs or, yeah. or but i get that but their kind of argument was the next best solution is we cut down on meat 
and kind of eat factory farmed rather than right. than, yeah. than free range. And that yeah, that, of, yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds you wouldn't expect them to, to no. advocate um, factory farmed meat. And again, it's, it's, as I said, it's because of that the amount of, of, of land and that that's that's used for free range that it's fucked up. Because it's, again, it's a weird trade off. It's what's right for that individual. The fact is, a factory farmed animal, that individual animal has had a worse life. Yeah, exactly. But if you're killing off acres and acres of wildlife and um the we just i ran out of space on the memory card for a second there uh, we basically came up this with the whole solution for the um ecosystem yeah. we're back talking now apologies back in the that. room back well, in the room you, you were talking about rogan yeah and uh and and obviously free range and, and whatnot um he's keen um hunter isn't Huntsman, he and yes. uh he likes going out of his, his uh, crossbow, doesn't he? Yeah. And, uh, I've got to I'll say just quickly as well, a couple of weeks ago, a, a Rogan with a Brendan Schaub and Brian Callan, they do a lot of fight companions and that. They had one that was just them three talking. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It just cr- cracked me up. There was a point where Callan was saying about he'd like to get a tattoo and he's never had a tattoo and he was saying he's, he's going to get Medusa. Um, and then he said, have you... Like, do you know who Medusa is? <laughs> and just the, the shit that they gave him for asking if they know him. It's like, yeah, I'm familiar with that hugely, hugely popular social reference of Medusa, but honestly, tears of laughter. But yeah, continue. No, and like, I know he, he hunts a lot of elk, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. Um, as does Chad Mendes as well, I believe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think... Um, I, I don't have an issue with... If people are going to... That they eat meat, want to hunt in the mm. wild... Yeah. And eat what well, that's they the thing. kill. It's, it's where Rogan gets confused by by people. Or he doesn't get confused. People get confused about Rogan is because he'll post about hunting. They think he's anti-vegans or whatever else. But he will hunt. He can hunt three or four animals and freeze and store the meat and feed his whole family for the bulk of the year. Yeah, he's not twisting and an that's elephant's really cat back, is he? That's he's... moving out of the factory farming and, yeah, the, and, the, and the industry. Because the thing that's bad for them is this meat industry that we've got. Yeah. Mm. If everyone only hunted what they needed to eat, yeah. then the ecosystem would balance. Because that's yeah, the point yeah, of an yeah. ecosystem. You have your predators, you have... They eat them, they eat them, yeah, and they eat them. The That's consumerism it. now says to us that you can have meat, what type of meat, whenever you want. I can walk into a shop and I'll be like, right, what, what kind of meat do I want now? Not what season and what location, geographical yeah. location. It's crazy, I'm going right? to have whatever meat I want. And, and that's ridiculous. We can't have that culture. Yeah. And... Um, people have given the argument to me before. I've made this argument uh, uh, um, before that you know we've got incisors. We sh- we are meat eaters. Yeah, we are, but we weren't eating meat every day. Yeah, you know, and we need to get back to we need to get back to like understanding what what, what how we sink in with um, that, that, our, that, that, our that's, environment. That's how I think hunting can get misconstrued. I mean, these fucking retards that go and shoot fucking lions and leopards and shit like that and just post pictures of them sitting next to them and then yeah. fuck off and leave them there that's mm. I mean oh, it's yeah, crazy. again it's, it's, it's such a misconception the difference between hunting and eating and big game hunting or trophy yeah, hunting yeah yeah, 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 yeah definitely actually I did this is weird because it would have been at the beginning of the podcast but you guys don't know I did a, a thing where one of us <laughs> I shot, shot a panda last <laughs> week I shot a panda <laughs> <laughs> this whole outfit <laughs> it's panda skin no um <laughs> One of the, the regular sponsors of the podcast is Squarespace, who are a, a, a website you go to, to to build your own website. And mm-hmm. I did this contest where people have built their website are using the discount code PIP can enter 
to get the sponsorship space. If that makes sense. So at yep. the beginning of this podcast, we would have advertised the winner of that that of that um, of that thing. Yeah. And the winner was a website called Skin and Bones. I think dot info. I can't remember. It would have been said. But that's all about. They're just exposing and talking about yeah. the the trophy honey and the the animals that aren't as easy a push. And this is going to sound like a weird mm-hmm. thing, but I've always the thing that's annoyed me about a lot of the cancer. Ed charities is breast cancer and testicular cancer mm-hmm. are really easy to push and market whereas colon cancer and pancreatic cancer have far higher death rates but mm. they're, they're not as marketable yeah. so I don't get anywhere as much donation or funds and that's what this website does it talks about the animals that aren't a rhinos and elephants it talks about all these other animals and talks about the all the problems with poaching yeah. and, and that kind of thing so yeah it's, it's, it's a huge cool. difference between big game hunting and trophy hunting and people who hunt and eat everything that they they catch so mm. it's kind of but then anyway we've kind of gone completely off topic what we were talking about was exercise we got on to talking about outside about the thing that's exhausted me the most is bjj and when i've yeah. trained in that that i've never felt anything that gets my arms as dead and what i wanted to tell you guys about <laughs> i thought just, that was bjs and bjs obviously, obviously you mean ben and jerry's the other thing that i wanted to talk to you guys about, and just to, to, to warn people it's not going to be MMA and BJJ for ages. We're going to get onto films. We're going to go to numerous other things. But coming up is Polaris Professional Three, which I think all th- all three of us and Ian, yeah, my brother, sh- sh- should go to. When this awesome. goes, comes out, it's the weekend. It's the Saturday after that. It's a BJJ contest, and it's the headline fight. It's in Paul, and the headline fight is Pau Harris, who's. <sighs> A beast, a leg lock beast. Yeah, got kicked out of the, of the Man, UFC. He's a dark, All of those dark are so dude. crazy. I don't think he's a dark dude. He's just a no, bit not there yeah, in the head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't understand his situation for ages because basically yeah. he's he got kicked out of the UFC because he had a few situations where he got people in submissions and held on too long. Now, but when, when you by saying that, to, to obviously yeah. to explain it a bit more, yeah. he's obviously when in, in MMA, if you don't know anything about it, if you get in a lock or a choke, you can tap. Um, by, by tapping your hand on the canvas or on 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 anything really, and that's what professionals do. Again, uh, the misconception uh, of cage fighting is yeah, people yeah, brutalising yeah. each other. Yeah, they're professionals. If you're in a lock, you can't get out, and you're going to at any point pass start. out or anything else. You tap. It's for your career. Yeah, and, you and, don't want to get an injury. It's it's grown up. And the minute you tap, your opponent should let go in an instant. Yeah, like and. He didn't let go. But again, I think Often. it's overhyped because people sh- show it in slow motion yeah. and replays. And the fact is, his big one in Brazil, it was one of the biggest events with huge, loud crowds. He literally held on for just over a second and a half. That's that's not a long time. No, I That's agree. not a long time. I agree. But again, what people also don't realise is the dude grew up in weird situations. Yeah. He mm. ate pig swill. And so he grew up genuinely in the, the gutters. And yeah. the fact is, he, he had another fight where he was pummeling a guy against a fence, he thought the fight had been stopped, he went and jumped on the cage to That's celebrate. Right. The ref had to go, the fight isn't over, I've not stopped it. And there was another fight where he was against Nate Marquardt and he got him in a leg lock, his leg slipped out, he turned to the ref to say, his leg was too slippery, I think he's he's greased up or something like that, and Nate n- knocked him out. Because mm. again, you can't just in the middle of a fight just stop and have a discussion. So the fact is... I don't think he's malicious or dark mm. or nasty. I think he's just not that sharp and not all there. But regardless of all that, my God, he's a beast. But he's mm. against yeah. Gary Tonin, who is a leg lock beast himself, who's won numerous Eddie Bravo invitationals and, and several other things. And there's tons of other really good things on the card. Jake Sh- Shields is on the card, I think. There's some great people on there. 
But the thing that I wanted to tell you guys about is the Eddie Bravo Invitational. And Eddie's a mate, and I, I, I love him. I trained with him briefly at Tenth Planet last time I was out in, in LA. But the Eddie Bravo Invitational has recently gone on um, on Fight Pass, and there's th- three events on there now. And I watched nice. my first one. And again, I'm going to explain this because a lot of people don't know about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or the technicalities of it. A lot of a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that got big, the Gracies, the Abu Dhabi contests, mm-hmm. it's points-based. So if you advance a position, you get points. So if you go from half guard to full guard. So for, for, for again, for people who don't know, if you get basically an advantageous position on the ground, it's not getting a submission or anything, but you've improved yes. your dominance. And that can get a, a bit boring for people because people can, can, can point play. You're basically just... You're holding someone down yep. and moving, switch you know, it, your head. Switch yeah. They brought in submission only, which Morris did amazingly. And, and I believe Polaris is submission only. But the problem with submission only is there's a time limit. If there isn't a submission, it's a draw. Is this gi? Um, it's, it's no gi, I believe. And and, and the Eddie Bravo imitation is, is no gi. And it, the gi is the is the cool little karate kid outfit that people wear when they're mm. doing it um, for for. For people who don't know, but what has blown me away about Eddie Bravo Invitational is it's a submission only, but they really drive for the submissions, right? So you only get a bonus if you get the submission in actual time, or you only get paid. But the really cool bit, wow. so say it's a 10 minute time limit, you're going at it, you're going for these submissions. And again, I watched my first one and I jumped off my seat as, <laughs> as you did for Connor for a, f- <laughs> a, a few bits. But the cool bit is if you get to the time limit, then they go to a sudden a death round, and the way you sudden a death works. So there kind of has to be a winner. The way sudden death works is the first, so let's say fighter A and fighter B. Mm-hmm. So fighter A gets to choose his position. So he either what? sits down and has their back what? or he has them essentially in an arm bar. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's scissored across them. So then they start the round. If he gets a submission, he's won that and the time is clocked. Yeah. If the other guy gets out of out that of position, yeah, yeah. it's not even fully out, but out of either having their back or yep. the armbar, then then they get the point. It then goes to the other guy's turn. So fighter B then gets to choose his yeah. position, either the back or the tangled up yeah. for an armbar. So again, if if they both get, if, if if basically if they both get their submissions, yeah, they do that three times, and then it goes on times. So the person right, right. Who got who submitted quickest. Submitted who, mm. Yeah, who submitted them the quickest in them three yeah. wins. Obviously, if you get out and then you get a submission, it's like a penalties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you if your penalty is saved and then they score, then you're out. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking electric. Like, yeah, yeah. like Eddie Bravo is inventing yeah. this on the Invitational. That's clever. And clever it makes stuff. it so exciting because yeah. it's that instant excitement. Yeah. And they originally only had, I think, Eddie Bravo... F- Invitational five on Fight Pass, and now they've got three and six on there, and they're going to have the live one soon. And yeah, that's man, a great, I that's a great way just to think. For anyone who's into MMA, because a lot of people's argument with MMA is I don't like the rolling around on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more you understand it, yeah. it's both of you the more exciting, like, the more exciting it is. Yeah. Like, some of the best fights can be when they're yeah, rolling around on the yeah. ground. And the Eddie Bravo invitation was just so dope for that. And I, I love that system, that kind of the, that sudden death, that ten minutes of mm. go hell for leather because. If you don't get the win in that 10 minutes, then I believe you don't get paid at all. I think you only get paid for every submission you get if you win. So the winner of the tournament gets like 20, 30 grand, but that's if they've got submissions all the way through. 
Crikey. So if you win on just time in, and points, then you don't you don't get money for that. That's brilliant. That's, that's it's gonna it's fucking great. Yeah, man. yeah. it's genuinely. It's I gonna raise, people, raise people's games with submission as well because I mean it's that that really that's cool, competition. Man. That's yeah. that's that's gonna force people to. And that's been the thing learn. for so long. Is BJJ is great, but you will get them occasional matches where it's point scoring yeah, yeah, or yeah. tactical. Mm. And if you're not really into it, really knowledgeable, and I'm into it a decent amount, but still there'll be certain matches where I'm like. I don't really get it. They've just gone yeah. from half guard to full guard to half guard to, yeah. you know, to yeah. electric chair. And, but yes, yeah, I love yeah, it. Nice. I think it's hugely exciting. And I wanted to ex- explain that because as soon as I watched that, I was like, damn, this guy's just, yeah. he's nailed that. He's taken something that could be a boring and made it incredibly exciting. His insight. I, would, I wouldn't have thought of doing that. And yeah. obviously someone like Eddie, who's, uh, even Eddie's commentary, I occasionally listen to with Joe and I love listening to Eddie. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that he's pulled that out of the bag. It'd be great to see how that develops. Quick question on that: How what are the injuries like? Have we seen any any no, like back, like anything? No. Yeah, injuries in BJJ are low. Um, a leg lock's got a lot of stick for a long time because there was a fear that they cause a lot of injuries. Yeah, it's a but, but I mean specifically within the competition that like in this no, format, none from what I've seen. No, okay. Because again, it's grown ups, it's professionals. Mm. If you yeah. get in a lock and you can't get out, you tap. tap. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's kind of exciting for me is the fact that they don't do it in a cage. Obviously, it's on mats. So yeah. if the fight's going about, it can get close as, as to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of exciting because yeah, yeah, they yeah, have to yeah. have a point where they go right, stop. And the ref will stop them, move them Drag back in, to the middle, position the same the position, same position yeah, yeah. and look up on a camera and all this kind of shit. Mm. I love it. But in, in fact, I think all the previous EBIs, Eddie Bravo Invitationals, are, are on YouTube for free. So I'm not just... I'm to check them out. ...a promoting fight pass yeah. here. But yeah, I find it absolutely fascinating and it's... Yeah. And we're going to go and watch that one. Oh, the other one. Yeah, I, I think we should... Because Polaris, that's, that's one of the biggest cards in in BJJ history mm. to have Pal Harris who's a BJJ mm. legend who then has been the one to transfer over to USC with leg locks and then in, in, in World Series of Fighting he was the champion and then he got kicked out for holding a leg lock for too long yeah. but, but Gary Tonin has said is an absolute he's been smashing it on, on Eddie Bravo and at the the, the the Gracies and all sorts but yeah I think like it's beastly for people, I'm sorry if anyone's listening but that's too boring but I think we've kind of described no, it what, right, to, I just, even if you don't know about exactly, it it's kind of engaging yeah. and, and, and I'll tell you what right if if you're not into MMA especially if you're you know one of the people that seem to think it's just this brutal you know thuggish you know because you, you will generally see in you know windows of pubs and off licenses yeah. and that like Cage something with the word cage and like loads of blood splattered on it and fire and whatnot. Just have a look, have have a look at some you know fights online or or fight passes, even better. I mean, the go to is Anderson Silver, yeah, because he shows the beauty. Watch Anderson Silver, George St. Pierre, and if you want to just see two guys just really going at it as well, I would suggest watching uh, Helen Burrell. Versus TJ Dillashaw one, yeah. and watching the beauty of the skill and, and, the and watching the footwork and watching how an underdog could just pull off something incredible. And oh, I'm just trying to think of other fights. I've got the best one. Very one recent. Donald? Very recent. Robbie and Robbie and Rory. Kimbo Slice. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's that's what we need to mention. Kimbo v. Dada 5000 on Bellator is everything that the people who hate MMA think MMA is. Yeah. It's two just brutes who don't actually have the skill yeah. just slugging it out and being sh- 
yeah. shameful. And I was, I was discussing this on, on Facebook the other day with an ex of mine, Joe Braithwaite. Who, yeah. yeah. Good girl. Oh, you both know. I posted about an MMA event and she was like, I just don't get it. It's, it's violence. And we had an adult discussion about it. Yeah. We didn't agree, but that's absolutely fine. Um, again, I don't think anyone who doesn't want to watch it should have to. It's not, it's no. not a thing. But, but you're in missing my out. mind, it's, yeah, it's grown-ups. It's not just people are beating each other up. It's grown-ups who have chosen to put so much time and effort to get to the top level of it's, their game. It's, it's, to then test that against Not even else. to get to the top level of that game. It's mixed martial arts. The, yeah. the, these are guys... These aren't... You know, I, I think there's a, a bit of a difference. They're, they're not rough kids that have been... That have gone down a boxing club and uh, yeah. have channeled it into into boxing. Um, that these are, these are people that are educated, articulate, that have chosen to learn probably karate or you know Brazilian jiu jitsu, Olympi- 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 Olympic athletes. Uh, you know, you know, college, college wrestlers that that have then got to the top of their game in that specific art, which is a, an amazing achievement in itself, and to then go and learn another three or four different martial arts yeah. to be able to put them all together and compete at that level. What you see if you watch UFC is, I, I think, just different league to what you will see yeah. in other other organisations. Mm-hmm. Are we, we going to have a break from MMA in a minute because I do want to get back to Connor and a few other things, but yeah. something that comes to mind there, um, on, on, on the discipline side, I've always said if I had kids, I would want them to learn some kind of martial art because yeah. I think the discipline is a huge thing. It's not a violence. It, 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 really, it really helped, really helped me. A female a Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, a fighter recently who had a T-shirt that caused a lot of, of controversy, but it was really fucking strong. It was, I think she was a grappler and a BJJ guy, a girl, sorry, and her T-shirt said... And this is really harsh, and we'll talk about some some podcasts that we've had in the past that discuss this kind of thing. So I'm not making light of anything. Mm-hmm. But her T-shirt said, "Rapists don't learn boxing, or they learn BJJ, or they learn grappling." Right. Um, or, or, yeah. Sorry, and not learn. Rapists don't box. Yeah. But they grapple. And yeah. the point was that if you're a young a woman, a learning grappling and Brazilian jiu-jitsu is an amazing tool and yeah, skill because yeah, the fact great is it's great to go to these kickboxing class or boxing classes but and again this isn't sexist at all the a genetic difference between men and women yeah. means that if a man is punching a woman there's a lot of percentage of the time the man is going to win yeah. whereas in grappling the thing that made a, a UFC bigger a UFC one a guy called um Hoist Gracie came in who was smaller than everyone else and he demonstrated that through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, through getting people on the ground, regardless of size and strength, he could beat everyone and yeah. he won. He beat yeah, people yeah. twice his size and so on and so forth. And again, I, I really need to stress that it's not making light of anything and it was, I found it to be a powerful t-shirt and understand why people were shocked or offended but as a woman choosing to wear it, I thought that was amazing because it really summed up, it's like, right, that's true. If Definitely. you're going to teach your, ha- have your daughter... I learned something. Brazilian jiu-jitsu and grappling, that's a great choice, well, man, because it really is a leveler of size a, a, and, a, a, and diff- a different one, though, which is completely different to that, just quickly while we're talking about martial arts, is one I studied. Both my daughters uh, do Muay Thai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I would never do anything that I thought might, you know, cause any kind of physical damage to my kids. Mm. I'd never dream of it, but I think it's fantastic that they, they're, they're learning that discipline. Yeah. And, and in regards, just to go back to what you said about um, a man and a woman, you know, that, that the man will always have superior strength. I boxed my sister-in-law 
uh, my sister in law is currently the British champ, Nina Hughes, and uh, and she offered to to give us some boxing um, sort of lessons and, and whatnot. And I thought she's she's tiny, you yeah. know, and and I'm, I'm six foot three, sort of fifteen stone, and I just thought, right, okay, I'll, I'll I'll go easy on her, <laughs> and uh, didn't lay a punch on her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any time I thought right. about doing anything, she hit me five times and it disappeared. Amazing. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I, that's I, impressive. It, it is. It is. And, yeah, you completely. Know. I, I love that. I mean, let's get back to MMA in a bit. First, Stu, can you pass me some Pepsi? Because so, I've only got gin now in my glass. Yeah, mate. I'm drinking gin tonight. I, I like gin. So tough. Why? Let's, let's, should, we, should we break down what's going on? We got. Um, yeah, let's break down the drinks. So, so your dog's just walked in, for starters. As Sav. you said that, your dog just walked in. All right, Zav. We're not drinking, Zav. All right. So um, I've got gin. Uh, yeah. Kick him out, Chris. Yeah. Oh, right. What's the dog? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris is the only manly one on beer. And what's that beer called? Zuba. Zuba. I mean, it's the cheapest beer you could imagine. I've gone f- for the gin. Uh, because a mate of mine recently... Zav. A beer has been... Out to- been are raving about the gin. I like I like playing with the gin. Oh. Go on, the dog's going to go. Thank you, sweetie. This is a, a lull in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> not, not one of <laughs> the podcast room. gold, is it? Sorry. And what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking uh, Bacardi and Diet Coke. Good choice, because we're trying to be healthy and Chris is just a savage. He don't give a shit. I'm, I'm having a... I, I, a gold schluck? Having a month off. Yep, that's good. Um, anyway, let's get back to... Let's talk about films. We've, we've bet everyone's here about MMA for a bit. Since the previous... Gathering of us. I know you've not watched too much, Stu, but no. Star mm-hmm. Wars and Deadpool have come oh, out. God, yeah, which yes. is a huge event. Yeah, 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 yeah. Star Wars. I held off on Star Wars for a long time. Yeah, you did, I really actually. enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't a, a let down. I was a bit shocked at how much love it got, considering it was the previous films. It, it repeated beats. If, and again, I love that. I'm not against that. I've said before. Like my brother, he can't watch any of the new. Avengers and, and superhero mm. films because basically each Iron Man is a remake of Iron Man each Avengers is a remake mm. of Avengers I love that shit because it's remaking yeah. a film I love exactly. in a slightly different way and that's why I love Star Wars but it did still surprise me because I was like damn people are going mental about this they've you, literally built a bigger Death Star do you know to blow up me? another planet to, you know, and, the, and the way they're going to stop it spoiler alert is to fly in and plant a bomb yeah, yeah. on a really intricate part it's yeah. like this is just the the, the first three Star Wars just yeah, yeah. I thought it was amazing what, what, I thought it was absolutely what, what surprised me was that normally when I see that I don't like it I get a bit salty and I actually do get lit, I, I do get a bit salty about movies and um, <laughs> and I saw it coming I mean it, it hadn't been three minutes in and I was smelling a rat on the yeah. on the sort of beats and um, and by beats it means you know how like the sort of themes that a movie follows and oh, and, and and and, oh, okay. and 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 that was happening. And at first I thought it was going to annoy me, and yet we, I got like fifteen minutes in, and other things happened, and the humour and how it was shot There's and the story. Itself, yeah, it as was well, the whole "I'm your father." Yeah, type, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really similar. Like that. It didn't bother me. Like I, I, agree. I came out and I went. I did a fist pump. I was like, that was awesome. I can't believe, it's, it's, and I'm not even bothered it's, it's about the copycat. It's made me regret holding off on it, because the only reason it bothered me a little bit mm. was how much love it mm. had got, considering that. If I'd watched it just on the first week, I would have been, I don't give a shit, that's amazing. And generally, I went in a bit sceptical. I'm not, I like Star Wars. I think mm-hmm. 
I think everyone should watch them because I think they're good films. I yeah. don't think they're the best films ever. I don't agree when they're the top of everything. I think yeah. they're good films. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. it annoys me either way. If people are saying they're the best films ever, it annoys me. If people are saying, oh, it's in Star Wars. It's like, why? I think it's also very relative to... Um, I think we can't, well, me and you can't, Pip, appreciate like the, how amazing that was when Star Wars came out in yeah. the 70s. Yeah. I, I went People to... Like, you know, that, I, I, that's well, a different... I, I, my, my, my parents <laughs> took me to Leicester Square to see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, well, she's uh, 17, 18. Why are you going to the cinema <laughs> with your parents? And uh, when did it come out? 78? Yeah. 76 was the first one, I think. No, it weren't. It weren't. I was born in 73, so... Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, 78. I... Uh, uh, Chris proper reached for his laptop then to look it up and it couldn't be bothered. It's <laughs> <laughs> the view that he reached and went, that's a couple of steps I, I, away from that shit. I don't think they're the greatest films ever made, but I, I think they're amazing. Cracking. I think they're absolutely brilliant. The fear was, the fear was, the fact is he he was aware that he ripped off a load of, um, is it Akira Kurosawa films? He, he ripped yeah, off yeah, 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 um, yeah. So um, there yeah. would, so the argument was there were nuances in there that maybe George Seven Lucas was some were in there originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, there's, there's that, that thing of he kind of, maybe they were better than anyone, and, and again, it's famous that they were yeah. better than anyone knew at the time. They made them thinking this is going to be some B-movie shit. Yeah. Then they got huge. So, yeah. the argument I'd heard was there's probably nuances in there they didn't realise at the time that aren't going to be in the new ones because of this. And I kind of agree with that, but still, yeah. I loved it. I saw it twice. Um, I, I went and watched it, and then I thought, I want to see what what the fuss is 3D and I went yeah. back and watched it a few weeks back in 3D yeah. I like a bit of 3D yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah. a good screen and done well yeah, I'm not against yeah. it I think um, the anti 3D thing is just a bit a yeah bit no, I, you know I'm, I'm pretty indifferent and, and I, I thought it was brilliant in 3D yeah. um, I, th- I thought it it delivered on everything I wanted uh, and everything I expected. It was, I thought the, the new cast. They were great. They were brilliant. Great. And, really good. Engaging. And, and the, the yeah, old, they smashed it. And the old cast, cast it was the nostalgia thing yeah, was, was sweet. It was like, it was so good. And, you know, never thought I'd see Harrison Ford in a, in a Star yeah. Wars film again. So I, I went and, in there sceptical as fuck. And as yeah. soon as the bit started to scroll back, I was, I literally had hairs. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And most people haven't got And do you know what? I, I took the kids and, <laughs> and, 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 and they, it blew their minds as well. And I just think how, how relevant is that to, to their life? It's, you know, yeah. everybody, well, my goddaughter, like Amy and that took, took yeah. Lola and, 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 and that along. And she's obsessed. And we think has got a little, crush on Luke Skywalker brilliant and it's just it's amazing it's like that's such a yeah. long time ago and it's such a, a buzzing thing that but a five thought, year old and, now and I thought that was so good that they didn't so, spoiler alert I guess save that till the end yeah and like mm. and, it, and it was Baller, just it? and it oh mm. man like just it was just amazing mm. when it's, he, it's, it's funny you mentioned going twice because the other film I want to talk about which I don't think you've seen but I know you have is the first film I kind of ever remember going to see twice. I'm sure I've seen other things twice, but Flubber. Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> but Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, I went yeah. on on opening night at midnight, so at, at five past midnight. In fact, at my local cinema, the Basildon Empire. Yeah. It's my favourite cinema. I thought you might have premier tickets. And, I did. And I didn't. I wanted to hook that up. Yeah. I didn't. But I, w- I, I went to that, and I had to go again. At a later date, yeah. in in a in a quiet screening, because mm. it blew me away. Oh, it was so it good. It was fucking perfect. It was it was it was so good. Have you caught it, Stuart? I haven't. Cool. See, I, I was saying to Mrs. the other day, like, really want to see it. It's, oh. it's so well done from the start. 
are when they're doing the credits at the beginning and they don't list anyone's name. They just, just list into people. insulting descriptions yeah. of them. And it's just amazing. And it I continues. From start to finish, it just fucking killed yeah, me. Yeah, man. I mean, you got into Deadpool and you started reading him, but not 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 like like back in the day. Not back in the day. I'd say and four or five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, man. And that was good because I couldn't even remember shit. Like, I hadn't been re- reading about yeah. him for ages. I got into and the Deadpool collections, which you can get, the Deadpool classics, and then I got really... Yeah, that's it. Deadpool and Cable. Cable, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. again, it's exciting that Cable's yeah. are going to be in the next one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Just, I thought they nailed it. I thought it, Ryan Reynolds was fucking perfect and almost as gorgeous as Channing Tatum in Magic Mike. Um, are we going down this road? <laughs> no, but, Jen, how good were them sex scenes? This is going yeah, to sound yeah, odd to, Chris, to Stu who hasn't seen it, but they were hilarious. That's yeah, comedy. Yeah, they were, yeah. They were yeah. wonderful. But in the, general, the, what an amazing The humour. I mean, like, Marvel movies... Have they, Ed they have learned Ed Screen? I've had them on the podcast. Ed Screen is amazing. Oh shit! I'd like to villain. say about Ed Screen actually. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah. He's um, killing it at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, he was in Game of Thrones. I fucking loved his character in yeah. Game of Thrones. I was gutted when they switched out, but he did that because of um, you know other roles. That I think he picked up and stuff. Yeah. Um, I went to a set of Game of Thrones two weekends ago. Yeah. What? I went to Reykjavik. Yeah, yeah. went out to the mountains where they filmed it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't ask for your laugh story. Did you do so it? Laugh. Was you laughing? Live action role play? Just everyone, for, anyway, everyone he's not losing their but I didn't really have the balls to go. Never seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> I couldn't it. In December, I started yeah, watching word. it, and I've almost I've finished series five now. But I rate yeah, it. I went good. into it super scared. Yeah, you were. Yeah. When I was the trying first, to sell it to you. first four or five episodes, I was like, fuck this bullshit. End of the first series or, or second series, I was like... Mate, the fact that they can juggle so many storylines mm. is mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. So they will have episodes where who you would think is the main character, like whichever Stark happens to be alive at the time. Yeah. Oh, they'll have episodes he isn't in it at all. Yeah. And they're just yeah, it's it's mind blowing. But Deadpool. Chris, Deadpool, so, yeah, it's amazing um, and it's perfect. Marvel have almost hit the money now. What what your brother was saying about them carbon copying, I kinda get that. But like you I ain't never going to stop watching them. And I think it's that... They're, they're, because they're funny as hell. And, and Deadpool is the epitome yeah. of, of them nailing the humour. And because they've allowed to do it R-rated, or 18, whatever you want to call it, I mean, they, they don't hold back on the gags. It is, it I is, mean, all how Gardens of the Galaxy. I think it opened oh, yeah. the doors. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Guardians was the one that came out and just did stuff they wanted to do in a weird way. Yeah, I think they opened the door for I think not the perfe- main... I think they've perfected it. I think there was... I think there's there's elements in the DNA of Marvel films going right back to Iron Man that yeah. is why it's as it is now. Um, yeah. yeah, the plot was awesome. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, the whole cast, Ed Screen. I mean, the awesome. plot was simple as fuck, but yeah, it's yeah. brilliant, the jumping... It's more the screenwriting, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the script was absolutely stunning. But we should also talk about the media campaign, because the media campaign was insane. Even people who don't really know or or, or like comic book films were talking to me about that, and that's really cool. And that one about, um, you know, not only that, I mean, I was having a whinge about Kanye to pick the other day online, and we were talking about marketing and all this other stuff. And um, uh, he was was defending him and shit. And... uh, but Deadpool, like he was doing, he was doing trailers about checking your balls for yeah. cancer, right? Like, like that—that's really good. He made that funny. But do you know what? I, I actually did that. Recently. I had a cancer worry. I did that as a result of Deadpool. I thought I was like, I hadn't done that for a while, and mm. um, and I did that, and I, I actually did find a lump. Like it was—it was horrible. You're laughing because I'm not. you are. I'm not. You know why? Because it was the night of lizards. Oh no! I get a text. I don't know if I can make it because of my balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did, you did let us all know. But again, that's a genuine, 
a worry and a scary thing, but yeah. kind of dope that you checked because of... Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I went there and, uh, and that was kind of funny because I'd gone out for some lunch with a friend. She was giving me, uh, you know, a tale of, like, some tough stuff she was going through. And I was like, yeah, I found a lump today. She was like, you trying to story top me here or yeah. what? And she was really cool. Uh, Nicola, thank you so much. She said, no, we're going to go to a hospital right now. Mm. We went there, went straight in and that, and then the doctor had me on a table feeling around my nuts. Yeah. And uh, couldn't find the lump. I'm good, Dan. <laughs> I always remember you just tried to story top it, didn't you? Looking in my eyes, going, I can't find anything here. And I'm like, no, I didn't find it. Keep feeling. Keep trying. (laughs) Um, I always remember when my dad, it was around the time that testicular cancer was getting its first big push. (laughs) 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 Such a terrible thing, but it was. And I remember my dad texted me or or emailing or whatever, me and my brother and my mate Rick for some reason, because we used to go and Millwall were all very close. And for some reason, I think me and Rick or me and my brother Ian came up with the the theme tune for te- for, for, for checking for testicular <laughs> nice, cancer. Yeah. And we just carried on. Inspect your gadget. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought it was perfect for, for inspecting your gadget. I like it, um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, but it turns out you've not got cancer. So I don't know. How I- <laughs> my balls are fine. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's that's, they that's are great. Fine. She's got great. But moves. I mean on that on that Deadpool campaign mm-hmm. as well, the mm-hmm. billboards would yeah, really they had awesome. billboards all around LA that had just emojis, um, and it had a skull, the emoji sh- 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 shit with eyes and a smiley face and an L, Deadpool. L and just things like that that they wouldn't Deadpool. have got away of any other campaigns. Yeah, just yeah. absolute yeah, genius. Good. And the, the other one where it. it was just uh, Ryan Reynolds and the uh, who's the lead actress in that? Who's pretty bloody oh, she's awesome? Lovely. She was perfect she's in, in that. Um, in, in Homeland, I think her name she is um, Jenny McCarthy. No, she's I think not that's no. I'm, I'm joking. I think that's what I said last time. I run comics, and I said I wanted to talk about a comic which yeah. you saw in my kitchen earlier. Yep. as we came round. There's a comic stuck I've got together into called The Midnighter. Yeah. It's funny you say stuck together because <laughs> I've read about it and it got a lot of hype, and it's because he's the first openly slash aggressively gay superhero. Oh, really? And it's fucking brilliant. What's um, the, who's the um, aggressive gay black character in? Um, Kevin Smith film. Which one? I don't know. Um, seen oh god. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, like, um, they go to the convention and he, and he kicks in right dogma. off. In dogma, no, he's no, militant. No, no he's, he's, he's militant. Not dogma. He's, he's not dogma. It's chasing Amy. Chasing oh, Amy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's militant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd heard about this comic and it's great. And the as a superhero thing, it's pretty cool because he's had this thing where his brain has basically been turned into the most powerful computer. Okay. So any fight situation, he can analyze yeah, every yeah. action, every every a possible action, and respond to it. Any any terrorist situation and things like that. But he's so irreverent, and so again, he loves to fuck dudes. He's yeah. just he's just he's just really and it's fucking amazing. It's called the Midnighter, and yeah, I love it. Can you? I'm think gonna check that out. I accidentally, and I was almost offered it to you earlier, but yeah. I thought of this for on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'd read about it, and I must have read about it twice, and I accidentally ordered it twice, so I've got a spare copy. Can you think of a competition to give away my spare copy of The Midnight? I could have just sent it back for a refund. Yeah, can't you just give it to me? How, as no, you competition? can't have it. Can you think of a competition? How much oh, did Chrissy's bag of Deadpool pubes question or Okay. Oh, dear. Why is Deadpool named Deadpool? That's, is that too easy? 
I don't know that, so that's oh, not too easy. Oh, come on, man. That is so easy. All oh, right, there we go. Oh, what is your Twitter? Um, Redshift Rebels. Rebels. At Redshift Rebels. At Redshift Rebels. So tweet the answer to at Redshift Rebels and mm. the first one to get to Chris. And I want the... I want. I don't want the movie version. The movie? You want the original I comic the, book version? I want the actual comic yeah, book cause version. Yeah, because in the in the movie, it's because of the Deadpool that's going on, yep. blah, blah, blah. But you want the original version. Yeah, and yeah. don't Google it and cheat. And we're, we're, yeah. we're throwing a T-shirt as well, yeah? Yeah, I'll throw in a T-shirt. We'll put in a Redshift T-shirt and we'll get a copy of Midnighter. And I'll even write, I fucking hate you on the back of the T-shirt. Chris will write, I fucking hate you. He will sneak a pube in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, to be fair, the case with, m- yeah. with most purchases yeah. from Redshift. He <laughs> <laughs> does do all the bagging naked. Um... <laughs> um th- I mean, this. I don't know if this is going to be anything we want to talk about. At the Oscars, yeah, no, I'd, I'd like to talk about the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was was exciting and, and massive. Let's talk about actually. Um, so, Oscars so white was it the the hashtag? Oh, was, was this the thing? Mm-hmm. That, um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. And then Chris Rocker. Will Smith kicked off, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit about that. Will Smith and his kid did. But the interesting thing was a lot of people were trying to argue, well, maybe there just weren't any good films from black people this year. And that's why it was a a controversy, Mm. though, because Straight Outta Compton was fucking amazing. And either for music or actors or director or screenplay, it should have been in somewhere. And there was films like Dope, and there was numerous other films. I've never seen that. It's amazing. There was numerous other films where... There was great performances from uh, black actors. There was great what was direction the, um, from yeah. black directors and numerous other things. It's like, well, that's the reason... I mentioned earlier, I said I started watching the Idris Elba film. That, that yeah. got some incredible reviews, didn't yeah. it? The, um, when he's the warlord. Yeah, Beasts yeah. of... Oh, mm-hmm. I can't feel yeah, what it's yeah, called. Yeah. 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 I mean, really incidentally, am. on last week's podcast, I had a Georgina Campbell, who was the, the first b- black actress last year to win... I win the BAFTA for Best British Newcomer, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, in, shit, yeah. In, 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 in 12 in, Years a Slave. No, not in 12 Years a Slave, you fucking idiot. In, in Murdered by My Boyfriend, um, oh. which is a huge BBC thing. Absolutely amazing. But yeah, anyway, oh. you know, fantastic. But yeah, it is an odd one, right? And again, I agree that there were good films. In, it wouldn't be a, co- a controversy if just there happened to be no good films yeah, with yeah, black yeah. people in this year. That's fine. You shouldn't... I completely think you shouldn't get a pass because of being female or because of being a certain colour. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fact is there was some dope shit this year that should have been considered. But, as said, the excitement of, 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 Le- of, of Leo finally winning is pretty dope as well. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, you know it's what? It's only nice. the fact that I read the press saying, like, he's finally won an Oscar, and I just thought, huh? I, I just presumed he'd be had shed loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Why, did, why hasn't there's he had a few, There's a few other actors who've, who've never won. What did he win it for? The Re- Revenants? A Revenant, yeah. yeah. Which is fucking great. Yeah, it really is. It, it, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, man, he should have had shitloads. He's made so many fucking. Yeah. Even going back, I remember the first movie I saw him in mean, it wasn't one, that, one of the ones that ever gets mentioned much, but um, was ba- The Basketball, Basketball Diaries. Diaries. Oh, An amazing film. So dope. So good. But you go through. Basketball Diaries, Gilbert Grape, uh, Sleepers, yeah, 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 yep, yep. Gangs of New York, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone puts Departed in there. Meh, I can take a leave. Oh, it was good. I was good. Departed. No, but I really enjoyed um, Infernal Affairs, Affairs. Yeah. Mm. which is better. Both it them. is better. Um, and then there's just I'm going to throw Wall Street. Uh, I'm going to throw in one that uh, probably isn't the coolest film. Uh, Catch Me If You Can. Catch uh, Me If You Can. Was brilliant film. Yeah. Brilliant uh, film. Yeah, it was good. There's so many, but the thing that excited me 
was the passing of the torch for how long is he going to get overlooked? Because surely it's over to, to my co-star in Taboo. Yeah. I'm saying co-star. I've not, I've, so far I've had about two lines. But um, co-star, um, <laughs> Tom Hardy. Because mm-hmm. again, it just felt amazing that he was up for, for supporting actor in that. And man, that guy's been killing it for a long while now. Mm. You start to look at it and you look at Bronson, you look at Inception, you look at uh, Batman Returns and... No, no. No, Wasn't Dark Knight Returns, sorry. What was the yeah, thing you done? The, 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 the TV show, the three-part of the Martina Carl thing. was the shit, and that was the first Man. thing I ever saw him on. Did we talk about this last time? No, I don't know. But the the take. Take. You need to go and watch the take. Anyone no, listening to this? And, it, and it, it, it convinced me at the time that great acting is being able to do a ridiculous accent and pull it off. Hello, Maggie. Yeah. Hello, Maggie. Yeah, you all right? And, and, again, like, um, what's his name? In Chopper. Um, a, yeah, a banner. Eric Banner. You've upset your mum. You've stabbed your old mate Chop Chop. <laughs> and he's had himself a mischief. And so many have, have done it. Yeah. Christian Bale in The Fighter and numerous yeah. other things where it's just these crazy over the top actors yeah. that are just. You just fall into it. Yeah. And I've never seen any performance from Tom Hardy that I haven't loved I'm, I'm and, and tell forgotten. You when, like, off the, the Tom Hardy story now. Okay. That has come between me and him over email. This is real Brilliant. press record, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, was, I, I, went to, I was on tour and I went to see Locke, and Locke blew me the, the fuck away. Right. It's written by Stephen Knight, shit. who wrote Peaky Blinders, who wrote Taboo, and it was just amazing. And Tom Hardy uh, plays a Welshman, and uh, some people gave him stick for his Welsh accent. I loved it. Um, and he did an interview, and he was talking about how he based his Welsh accent on a friend of his who's an ex, ex-military guy, blah, 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 and told this whole story that I wanted to base it on a specific a Welsh accent and not just do a stereotypical Welsh accent. Yeah, and good. this article all came out and all that, and then he got an email off this guy to say, you know I'm not Welsh, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's not Welsh. <laughs> he's, he's not fucking Welsh. So it's just he bases. So any stick he got for the Welsh action is kind of legit because he based it on someone who's not Welsh. Oh, but oh, I loved brilliant. it. I was in for it. Hell, man. Fucking fool. But again, I, I emailed Hardy saying because Locke, as as you and me for years have kind of we've gone back and forth on low budget f- film ideas yeah. and shit like that. Locke blew me away because it all takes place in a car. Yeah, and that's it. And it blew me away because of that. It instantly made me go. Number one, that was an amazing film. Number two, fuck, that's achievable. Like I could make yeah. that. I could do that. If, if I could write a script strong enough, that's that's filmable and doable. So, mm. again, as soon as I walked out of the cinema, I emailed Tom and then got that story and it was like... No, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. That's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I'm the wrong person. I love that shit. Well, let's start to... I mean, let's talk about a few podcasts as you've listened to a few. Have, have you... So I thought the... Um, well, I've, I've listened to pretty much most of them this year. Yeah. So um, I thought the none Nira for the eighteen the... months before that, but continue. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. On. Um, well, Pip's a bit still salty about that. I'm so um, salty. <laughs> um, the mirror one as well. The mirror was I pretty. Mean, yeah, it was pretty. I mean, up. the reaction uh, to that was was I was a mind blowing. Mirror was I was paired up with her with a vice sport relief with housing for women, which is a great organisation in South London. Um, and Mira was brought over to the UK in the sex trade and was b- brought over here in sex trafficking. And her, her, her telling of her story blew my mind. And it got compared a lot to when I had the refugee special with uh, a Ramel 
Oh, which was last year, so Chris wouldn't have listened to that. No. Um, <laughs> but the thing was, I went into the interview with Ramel, and again, in fact, I should mention that a lot has that's kind of come 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 back to the highlights recently because we've now the Red Cross have released the album that I wrote a track about Ramel's right, story, yeah, yeah, a rock yeah. plant. I did a track on it. Yeah. It's called the Long Road EP. That's you can buy road. it now. Um, and in the Ramel interview, it's the most nervous I've been before an interview. And this is gonna I've not I've not mentioned this yet, but I was I was really I thought a lot about what I wore. Wow. As, for a you. Of, as a lot of you will know, I wear a lot like most of my clothes are black and dark and I thought I'm talking to this woman who's been through some dark shit. I yeah. need to have something bright and light yeah. to lighten the mood. So I wore the one like light shirt I've got. I've not seen you look honest, I've genuinely not it's seen such a light a shit shirt on you it's in such a 20, shit shirt. 10 years. And I look like a cunt. And we, to, <laughs> um, and we had to do loads of press for it. So there's all these press photos. I think they're oh, even great. on the Long Road EP with me looking like a twat in my light shirt, just Brilliant. looking awful. Hugely impressive. But that's kind of how nervous I was about it. I was yeah. like, right, I need to to make this young lady who's, who's gracing me with her story. I need to make her relaxed in any way, even if it's subconscious. Yeah. Um, and it was similar with Mira. And the thing uh, with Ramel was I, was I was very conscious. I hate grief porn. And mm-hmm. I've deleted people on Facebook who we all know, actually, um, because they'll post... I, I remember a specific time when the, the guy from The Lost Prophets was on his charges oh, yeah. for disgusting stuff. And Crazy stuff. Is, we all know what disgusting shit went down. He was yeah. doing, he was trying yeah, he, to instigate horrible things. And people were posting court notes of the details of these emails or letters. It's like, you don't need to, to fucking know the details. It's, it's not necessary on Facebook. In my opinion, on, on that situation, so with a Ramel, I was very conscious that when it got to a dark or heavy area, um, I was like, look, you know, we, we get it. If, you, if you're yeah. not comfortable, then we can move on. And she was, are grateful of that and we've talked about it since and it was a positive thing and the thing that that blew me away with Mira was every time I offered that option up with Mira and she was like no I'm mm. I mean and she was in tears talking about this mm. she was like no this has to be told you know as hard as it is for me to tell and as, as hard as it is for anyone to listen to she's like this happened and happens yeah, it happened and happens. The, uh, therefore, regardless of the discomfort, it's a story that deserves to be told. And that that blew me away, yeah. man. Uh, seeing a woman there str- 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 struggling to get through a sentence, which is an odd sentence for me to stutter on. Um, <laughs> seeing, <laughs> seeing a woman there struggling to get through a sentence, yet saying, no, just give me a minute, I'm going to get through this, because it's, it's yeah. an important enough story that this has to be fucking told. Just blew me away, man. When 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 that's when that started that story, and she was talking about well, you know what she, what, you know what she'd be doing, what her opportunities were. There was a, the, the dark side of my brain when she said she was going for an interview. Thought yeah. worst case scenario, it's this, and then and then it was that, and it was it was tragic to listen to that. It was it was sad. She's such an industrious young lady, like how, how strong she's been and how committed she yeah. is to living her life now. I mean, in a society where a women are repressed in that way and not encouraged to push forward in such things. So the fact that she was just trying to push forward in a career and do yeah. things that most women in that particular society aren't encouraged to do. And then this, this horrific stuff happens is, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a really, I, I think, yeah, it was a great episode, mate. And again, I need to kind of just give 
a shout out to everyone who supported and pushed that because it was the support was huge. The online reaction, and to be honest, uh, weirdly the. <laughs> The only one that's come as close, or there's been two that have come close to that kind of reaction online, and it's been the Stephen Graham one, because he's just a okay. lovely yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. And that. a blind boy from Rubber Bandits. Oh, shit, I haven't heard that one. Oh, I know yeah. that, yeah. It's, it's yeah. fucking nuts, because, yeah. again, everyone, like, our Rubber Bandits are quite funny and quite comical, yeah, but yeah. he's an intelligent Is he the teacher? I mean, we can't go into... He, he was adamant he won't talk about anything outside of the carrier bag. Right. But yeah, yeah, if you Google it, he's, 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 a te- he's an intelligent right. guy. Okay. He's, a, he's a, a teacher. He's, he's got other stuff going on. But that was hilarious to see because so many people, particularly as I posted the Polaroid, which is me with a guy with a plastic bag over his head, and the whole interview, he insists on having it on. He yeah. said it's an important part of what we're doing here. Yeah. And you could hear rustling throughout. But one of the most intelligent dudes we've had on the podcast. Just such it's a- weird when people were in character like that. I remember... Um, a few years ago, I went to the um, NME Awards yeah. with uh, James Buckley. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's the, Who you've the, done club nights with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pal of mine. And uh, he said, oh, look, I'm going to the NME Awards. Like, Do you want to come with me? And I was like, oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'd love yeah. to. And, uh, and when we sat down, uh, on our table was, was Keith Lemon. Yeah. And uh, what's, his, what's his real name? Um... Oh God! It's Keith Lemon. That's it. That's well. That's it's, it's weird you say that, and uh, but James is like, um, oh hello, whatever. Oh, what's his bloody name? It's going to bother me now. Um, Keep telling the story. I'll Google it. Right. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and he was like, what? No, it's Keith. And he was like, I wouldn't have it. It's and just, and just he remains. just would not come out of character. Good was, lad. And like, it, it was it was quite surreal. And. Uh, he, he he sat down and he, he introduced, um, I think it's Emma Bunton's husband, Jade, who was with him. Yeah. Uh, he introduced him as, <laughs> this is Jade, he's my boyfriend. And uh, <laughs> and he did not break character. And it wasn't on stage, it was just us sitting on a round table watching the awards. And uh, and, and, and James knows him. And yeah. uh, and he, he would not come out of character. It was it was. It was and he just kept him, again, I love that. That kind of dedication is it's Lee Francis. Mm, Lee Francis, yeah. But um, when I had Rufus Hound on the podcast, I think it was, he talked a lot about... Oh, was it Rufus? I'm sure it is Rufus. Dick, because of Celebrity Juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he talked this a lot about yeah. um, Lee Francis and his dedication to that and a character that you can quite easily turn your nose up at, mm. but also does has done some great, mm. hilarious parodies and, and satire. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so on and so forth. I mean... Oh, we should probably start to, wrap, to round it up as we're getting into the second hour. Wow. Have you got anything you need to get D- into, Chris? Just want to say... Are we going to get heavily into, into some MMA in a minute to round things up? All right, just want to say, um, we haven't spoken about on a sort of global news front yet, yep. Donald Trump. Yeah, let's talk about Trump. Because it's been, you know, it's, it's just been nuts. Like, seeing it's like, just Your watching this... isn't a million miles from his at the moment. Mental, isn't it? Um, <laughs> what, watching this thing unfold has just been remarkable. Yeah. Like, from people saying, he, mentioning he's running, and how preposterous that sounded as a, as a you know, a rational thinking human being. Shit's got real. So, so watching him get as far as he's got yeah. has just been... So scary. scary. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this a, a little bit on the on the the Blind Boy episode with, right. with the guy from the Rubber Bandits, and the thing I kind of pointed out there was it's crazy to sit here across the Atlantic and look at a guy who's essentially just a bit of a 
a reality TV star or has done yeah going on some questions and stuff Stu's asking Chris to, t- to t- uh, turn the radiator on and Chris oh, hasn't understood in a, it in so a sort of shroud I'm style I'm letting him know it's <laughs> a little bit weird I'll just help you guys out but yeah the fact is it's crazy to, uh, to look across the Atlantic at this guy yeah who's done a few talk shows who's done a few comedy shows and been quite quirky and funny to laugh at with crazy big blonde hair mm-hmm. suddenly get into a position potentially of power just describe Boris Johnson yeah. I was going to say that's exactly my point yeah. when we sit here ju- judging them with Boris Johnson. fucking Johnson as mayor of London yeah. potentially pushing for a higher Prime role Minister, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah it's I, the there, same fucking there, thing there, man there it's are, ludicrous there are, some, there are some links there but I mean you know Boris Johnson isn't a silver spoon saying, idiot. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, but I mean, he's not an insane racist it's and, not as and insane misogynistic racist. and, you know, has not been... Yeah. Well, you know, I've never... No, come on, come on, guys. We, we have to be careful here because, because you know, the, the things Trump has been saying in his rallies, offering for rabble-rousers who he didn't like in the crowd, offering that if people assault them and they get sued, that he'll pay the yeah. legal fees... Boris Johnson hasn't said that, and no. you know Boris Johnson has got a dodgy head. He's, he can be a bit of a bumble, bumble, but, but he's also if nothing a, else. Crazy. Is tight. <laughs> yeah, he will not pay for <laughs> that. He might be now. That, that, that sort of stuff is like yeah, America. Get, America, yeah, get, who is your fucking mate? Get him out because it's embarrassing for you. And but the the point you just made there is the point that I was drawing a conclusion to because it's just showing that how miseducated and dumb and placated. Americans, uh, uh, you know, th- th- there's a huge amount of Americans out there supporting that. And if you watch the interviews with them, there are some fantastic interviews with Trump fans where they read out Hitler quotes mm-hmm. and they say, Trump said them. And, and, and this guy's like, oh, right, yeah, he doesn't realise they're Hitler. He goes, yeah, I back that, I back that, I back that. Then the dude goes, um, yeah, these are Hitler quotes. He goes, you're lying. And then uh, the, the reporter's saying, well, I'm not lying. That's why I've sat out to do this. I don't believe you. And then he says, no, Hitler wrote them. And the bloke goes, well, don't agree with him. And then the guy goes, well, what happens if uh, Trump said them? And he said, yeah, well, then I'd agree with him. Isn't that crazy, isn't how, it? How dumb are you? If, but that's, we is, have right, that the, level of if, stupidity if, if, in if, England. If, if Sasha Baron Cohen wrote a film of that, you'll be sitting in the cinema pissing your pants yeah. because mm, it's as ridiculous as yeah. what he does. The, yeah, yeah. And the thing that's, that, that always comes to mind here is, is the legendary Doug Stanhope. I'm a big fan of his <laughs> yeah. comedy. I think he's wonderful. And I remember yeah, seeing him in London one time and he was saying he'd come over and it was after Obama had got in. And he was like, it's weird coming over here now as an American and not having a, a, a bush to bitch about, not having this big, stupid figure to bitch about. Mm. And then he goes, and then I remember that all you British kind of hating on Bush and judging and saying how stupid we are a, a, a live in a country with kings and queens and princesses <laughs> yeah, 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 and princes yeah. and fucking fairy tale bullshit like that. Yeah, 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 so yeah. obviously, I know you're ironically judging us <laughs> and saying how stupid we are and mocking us. It's like, yeah. it's a fucking strong point. Yeah, it it's is. like we do sit here going, "How can you be down with Bush?" It's like, "How's your fucking fairy tale kings and queens and yeah, princesses? Yeah, yeah. And, you've all celebrated this new prince that's been born. How beautiful!" It's like mm. fucking yeah, God, guys. Yeah. I want to talk a bit of MMA. I'm going to pause the podcast. This part two is going to go a bit long, but I really need a wee. Okay. So let's pause, and then we're going to get into Mark Hunt and his recent win. We're going to get into everything that's happened since we talked to Ronda, Connor, Holly, all of these people. We'll get into that. So I'm going to pause right now. 
Right, I had my wee, and we decided that we're going to do a third part, as we're getting more drunk, and it's quite entertaining to us. The third part might be a bit short, but... Entertaining um, to us. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm confident I will remember this part. We actually, in the gap, uh, uh, we laughed for a solid 20 to 30 seconds on a racist joke I made, so... (laughs) Positive feelings for part three, so we're going to continue on and on to part three shortly. We're going to, I guess I'll put that up at midnight on Wednesday night, so the first part would have been midnight on Tuesday, then midday, then midnight. Um, See you in part three. Good fucking luck, mate. Yeah, man. Scrooge Pits, the Scratch and Peace.